listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. You have Second Chronicles 20? I do, I do. We're talking Second Chronicles 20. Um, winning battles by default. No, not Colossians, Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Um, and in the time See, that we have... Caitlin's not even listening to you. See that? Look at Caitlin. Um, just a total spirit of rebellion. Um, <laughs> uh, Second Chronicles 20. We're talking about winning battles by default and um, what it takes. You know, the I love the... I love the phrase, and we, we quote it a lot of times in church. We quote it, and we have it's in, in songs we sing. The battle is not your battle. The battle is the Lord's. And uh, this passage of Scripture is truly where that comes from. The battle is not your battle, but the battle is the Lord's. God wants to fight your battles for you. He wants you to fight your battles for you. He wants to fight your battles for you. And we're in Second Chronicles 20, and of course... Just to, just to set this up for you guys, if you're not familiar with the passage, three enemy armies that weren't even friends decided to unite to fight against God's people. So you've got now a triple threat that's teamed up to kill God's children. And it looks unwinnable. I mean, they're literally looking at it in panic and terror, thinking, what in the world are we going to do? To be able to go against three armies with our one army, it looks like it's the end. And so they need what they truly needed was the prophetic word of the Lord. And um, so what I'd like Carolyn to do, if you would, is in the, in the 20th chapter, starting with the, uh, the fifth verse, if you would, read verses 5 through verse 9 real quick. And this is where we're starting, 2 Chronicles 20, 5 through 9. Um, Jehoshaphat stood before the people of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. O our God, did you not drive out those who lived in the land when your people arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple for you. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war, disease, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. <clears throat> we can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. Now look at this. He's actually recounting God's words to God. Remember, we're always talking and teaching you that everything's based upon the word of God. Everything's based upon the word. And it's we're not reminding God of his own word because he forgot about it. God doesn't, did not and never forgets his word or his promises or his covenant. He doesn't forget it. He wants to know that you know it. He wants to know that you know what it is. And so it's interesting how Jehoshaphat begins to uh, remind God, if you will, about his word and his promise and his covenant. And then I'm going to jump down with you to verse 13. Listen to this. Meanwhile, all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. I want to stop right there and talk about this real quickly, the importance of this. Notice 
that they were in a place where they needed the help of God. But the, look at the wisdom here. All of Judah stood before the Lord. Think about this. With their little ones, their wives, and their children. So the babies, the kids, and their wives. It's important, by the way, to have your entire family filled with the power of God in the presence of God. It's actually so important for every one of us to set that precedent in the home, wherever we go. You know, never making being in the church or in the presence of God optional. I cannot stress that enough. How many people do not make the presence of God in the house of God mandatory? You know, we've gone to the place now where uh, it doesn't matter where we are. I mean, this has been this has been the way we've done things. It doesn't matter where we are. Could be on vacation. Could be traveling around the world in a time that I'm not preaching. Doesn't matter. We find a church to be in. We find a church to be in. We will never let our kids ever be of the opinion. Well, you know, sometimes we just need a break from church. There's people that talk like that. Well, you know, we just need a break from church, or we just need a, we just got to get away for a little bit. You know, that that's not in scripture. That is not in scripture. And I want my kids to understand as they grow up that the house of God is never optional for us, ever. People say, well, you know, you can burn your kids out on church, too much church. You're talking to a dude that <laughs> since two weeks old, two weeks old, has been in church almost every single night of my life. I'm I'm. 38 years old, I look back over my life. I cannot tell you that I have, well, I just wish my parents wouldn't have taken, they made me go to church all the time. I've never thought that one day in my life. I have never been of the opinion, well, I wish we didn't have to go to church so much. I missed out on so much because of church. I've never thought like that. And if you'll put God first, if you'll make the presence of God first, it sets the precedent for victory. Absolutely. That's one thing. Actually, Maddie yesterday said to me sitting on the couch, she's like, Mom, I'm ready to go back to church. I want it to open. And it has nothing to do with anything, you know, we've pushed them, we've made them, everything. We've talked about how we get to go and serve the Lord, how we get to honor him, how everything we have is because of him, how how we we honor his name and this is why. What are the benefits? You know, that's the one thing I always tell parents when dealing with their kids. Don't always uh, talk about the problem and the issue and how do I get them to do this. Talk about the benefits. Yeah. What are you going to get? For serving the Lord. That's it. What are you going to get for obeying his word? No question. What are you going to get for honoring your mom and dad? What does the word of God say for benefits? Because we all love it. Don't we all love being rewarded when we do no something question. good? That's what we, I mean, we do chores. We tell our kids, hey, if you do this, I'll give you $2. If you yep. go wash my car, I'll give you $5. Everybody wants to be rewarded. You know, I tell Maddie at the end of the year in your report card, you know, She's actually enrolled in a school, so it's it's not, it's not just me that deals with her. So she, um, you know, I say when you, if you get this grade, I'm I'm gonna give you money for this on your report card. It pushes her to go because she sees that there's a benefit, there's a reward for doing what she's right. doing, 
And so that's exactly what we have to instill in our family and unity. The devil hates unity. That's why as soon as you say I do to your husband or your wife, there's going to be, you know, things coming at you to break that. And then when you start a family, you've got to keep, like he said, in unity, standing on the front lines together. And the victory is there in the unity. And, and here it shows you they were prepared. They were prepared to fight. That's right. But they didn't end up having to do the actual fight. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly why Jesus came on the cross. He did that so we stand in victory. I mean, that's what he's doing every night at 9 o'clock. Speaking on never-ending victory. We can live victorious lives daily, yeah. day in and day out. We don't have to go down and up, down and up, mm -hmm. lose this battle, win this battle, you know, and, and can't figure out what the heck is going on. You can live in never-ending victory, yeah. and you don't even have to have sweat fall off your head. That's exactly right, and I, and I love that you put it that way because... When you talk about rewards, you know, we do things based on reward. It's because God is a rewards-based God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, that when we come to him and seek diligently after him, he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So God has a desire to reward those who come to him in faith. He's a rewarder. In fact, if you look even at Deuteronomy 28, when he's laying these principles out for the children of Israel, keep in mind that he starts by giving them a picture of what the rewards will be if they obey his word, if they obey his commands. Jesus said the same thing in John 14, 21. He said, you know, people that obey my commands, they will not only be loved by me and my father, but I will personally reveal myself. If billions on on YouTube, we went through that Greek word emphasizo. Emphasizo. I will emphasize myself to them. We talked about how if you were creating a Word document, you know, there's there's a few things you can do to emphasize a section of the Word document. You could put it in italics. You could put it in bold. You can put an underline on it. You could do all three, bold, italic, and underlined if it's very important. What is that doing? It's making that portion of the text stand out from the rest of the text. You're emphasizing it. And Jesus in the Greek language actually said, he said, I will emphasize, I will emphasize myself to them. We have it translated in our, in our Bibles as I will reveal myself to them or I will uh, manifest myself to them. But what it really means is that, yeah, in, interesting, Brandon. The Greek word we used in Acts uh, 10 as well meant to cause to shine. Yeah, emphasizing that, standing out. It's standing out. Jesus said, if you'll obey my commandments, I will emphasize myself to you. I will let you see my goodness and my glory. What's that based on? If you'll obey my word. So notice that Jesus always uses, God uses first reward as the element to pull people into obedience. If you'll obey me, I will bless you. If you'll obey me, I will manifest myself to you. If you'll obey me, what does 2 Chronicles 20, um, uh, 16 and verse 9 say? It says that the eyes of the Lord are searching the earth. Who's he searching for? It tells us people whose hearts are loyal to him. And it says, Upon those people's behalf, he'll show himself strong and mighty. So what's the benefit? If your heart is turned toward me, I will show myself 
strong and mighty on your behalf. God always emphasizes reward. Absolutely. Were there other verses you wanted to no, read? No, no, I was. I saw you had a verse you wanted to, to read. Well, no, I, when I was reading... So, 2 Chronicles? Yeah, when yeah. I was reading this story today, I was thinking about how people get put in this position of feeling like they have to fight or they have to do all these things when actually we only have to, what, have faith, praise, be full of thanksgiving, yeah. and that goes before you to fight. No Those question. things right there are your weapon. Yeah. And you won't have to do anything but rest in the goodness of God. It says in verse, um, let me go to, uh, I'll start with 20. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me. Okay, listen to me, he's saying to everyone. All you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. When when you read those when you read that through the Bible and it says believe, think about what do you believe? Yeah. What is what are your beliefs in the nature of God? Do you believe he puts sickness on you? Do you believe he he puts you through a time of lack so you can learn his 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 goodness of prosperity? What do you believe will put you in 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 victory standpoint? Will set your feet on that rock mm-hmm. what you believe? And it says, uh, they gave thanks to the Lord. His faithful love love endures. They sang to the Lord. They went ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him. So they believed what what the word was given. And they started to sing praise and thankfulness. And because they did that, it's such a cool story because it's like, it says next that it confused the enemy and they started fighting against themselves. I love that part. I love that part because what they were doing completely put the enemy like in, uh, I don't even know what's going on. We're here to scare the pee out of them. We're here to defeat them. We're here to cut their heads off. We're here to steal from them. We're here to cause calamity on, on their, their people, to kill their children. We're coming after them. What are they doing? They're standing strong and they're singing and they're praising and giving thanks to who? Their Lord? And it was so confusing to the enemy that they, Notice this. they ended up taking out themselves. I thought this was interesting. If you go back to verse 17, uh, the prophet said, you will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Now look at this, look at this though. He said, but don't be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them. And the Lord will be with you. So look, even though they didn't have to fight, notice that they still had to go out. That's an interesting, it's not just sit back in your tent, sit on the couch, wait for God to do it for you. God's not working for you. He's working with you. That's important. It even said that in the New Testament with the apostles and the Lord worked with them and signs followed. God's not doing it for you. You're not doing it for him. He's working with us. Notice that even though it wasn't their battle, that they wouldn't have to fight, he still commanded them, go out tomorrow, go out against them. But how would they go out? This is a very interesting point. How would they go out? And the Bible tells us how they went out. The Bible says, and when they had taken counsel, verse 21, with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire. As they went before the army and say, give thanks to the Lord, his steadfast love endures forever. So the first people 
the first people they sent out were not the specialists with you know sniper rifles and swords and that's not the first people that went out first people that went out were those that were ready to praise God those with instruments in their hands carrying the ark of the covenant and look what the bible says and when they began to sing and praise this is why you can't let your praise go this is why you cannot let your praise go your praise i love that uh, who is it tasha Cobbs that did the song my praise is a weapon yeah you know that song my praise is a weapon i thank god somebody finally made a song like that to understand it's not just about singing a beautiful song. It's not just about lifting your hand. It's a weapon. It fights on your behalf. Your praise fights on your behalf. And the Bible says, and when they began to sing in praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah so that they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And then, the, then they destroyed one another. So think about this. As you praise God, as you continue to um, stir up his presence in your life, one thing that stood against you will rise up against something else that stood against you and they'll destroy each other until they fall flat in front of your face. And then the Bible says that after all that was done, look at the real reason God made sure they went out. Because when they came to the, the place where they were looking down into the valley, expecting to see all of their enemies ready to fight, look what they did find. When, verse 24, when Judah came to the watchtower of the wilderness, they looked toward the horde and behold, there were dead bodies lying on the ground. None had escaped, none. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take their spoil, they found among them in great numbers, goods, clothing, precious things, which they took for themselves until they could carry no more. And they were three days <laughs> in taking the spoil. I want you to think about that. They come down to the, the tents with dead bodies everywhere and the whole army starts picking up clothing and precious things and armor and weapons. And literally, and you ever think about this? Why would they bring all their treasures out to battle? Do you ever think about that? Why would they bring all their precious things out to war? God actually had them bring their treasures out to war. And there they are in the middle of the wilderness in their tents in the valley with all their precious things. Like, why would you bring that into battle? Brought it there for his children. And now every enemy lied dead on the ground. And there, there they are picking up the treasures Imagine how much, because there's a whole army of people going out, an entire army that's doing the carrying, picking up treasure, carrying it back to their camp, then they got to make another trip. Well, just think how and long it had to take for them to come with the treasure. Yeah, and then if three days. If it took days. three days to gather the treasure to take it back, imagine yeah. the ones who brought it out. It, it thinking, blows my mind. I'm getting ready to go to war. Why do I need to bring my precious gold? Because it's, it's, not, it's <laughs> not like five or six people took three days to get it all. The entire army took three days to get it all. And I believe this. One of the things that happens is as you praise God, there's a transfer. There's an actual transfer of wealth that God brings from the earth into your life. In fact, let me show that to you. Uh, and I want to see what it says in the in the New Living too. Psalm sixty seven. Go to Psalm sixty seven, and then we're going to pray for you here in a minute. Psalm sixty seven, 
This is a powerful, powerful passage. Your praise doesn't just fight your battle for you. It makes the earth produce and it brings prosperity into your hands. If you didn't ever get a copy of my book, Unhang Your Harp, I teach on a whole chapter in the book about how praise opens the door to prosperity in your life. And this is one of the passages we look at. Listen to this. Verses 5 through 7, Psalm 67, verses 5 through 7. The Bible says, Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth will yield its increase, and God, our God, will bless us. God shall bless us, and the ends of the earth will fear him. What what does it say in the New Living? Verses 5 through 7. May the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Then the earth will yield its harvest, and God our God will richly bless us. Yes, God will bless us, and people all over the world will fear him. Look at the prerequisite there. Just let the peoples praise you, O God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. And as the people praise you, the earth will yield its increase, and God, our God, will bless us. And the ends of the earth will see it and fear the Lord. That's a serious blessing. When people just see that God's blessing you to that degree and it causes them to fear the Lord. I mean, think about that. And so this was actually happening for them in 2 Chronicles 20. They went out praising the Lord. And what was the result? Increase had to come into their hands. Increase came into their hands. Three days of collecting the spoils. Three days of collecting the increase. And I'm telling you, I feel, I prophesied this last night. May is going to be a month to rejoice. May is going to be a month to dance. May is going to be a month to shout. May is going to be a month to run and lift our voice and sing and praise the Lord. Because we're going to see the blessings of God come upon us in the month of May. It will be a month of miracles in Jesus' name. May will be a month of miracles in Jesus' name. And we will rejoice. We will have the manifestations of God in our lives. Started thinking of that song, Gathering Up the Spoil. (laughs) I forgot about that. Gathering Up the Spoil. Glory, glory. Gathering Up the Spoil. uh, Brother Hagen's meeting. It was a song in the spirit that that, uh, that, um, was sung. What was his name? Keith. Yeah, that's right. Brother Keith. And he just started singing it. And, it, and at first Gathering it's like, but it, I mean, people went. Please email it to me, Brandon. Because when you get that revelation, just like we started this with talking about the rewarding our children or the benefits, yeah. look how it ended. Be, also because they praised, but not only that, they believed the word of the God, uh, wor- the word of God. They stood in faith. Their faith helped them receive the reward at the end. Absolutely. They stood there. They praised. They believed in faith and and they received the reward. And the only sweating they had to do is carrying back their yep. goods after after the war. They Absolutely. didn't even have to fight. Nothing. They just believed the word. And that's why it says there when he was talking about um, at the end, uh, oh, people, do not be afraid or discouraged. Oh, he said, take your positions and stand and watch the Lord's victory. That's right. And then over here, it says, believe the Lord your God. And stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. So there there was a, a word given in advance that you could latch your faith on. And they stood there with their faith, their their violent faith. You got to get that bulldog faith where you mm-hmm. 
latch your teeth in that word and you're not moving until they could have said, well, it doesn't look like it. Okay. It doesn't look like it's going to be good. I'm going to go out there, but no, they went out there believing that they, all they had to do was stand there and then look what happened. Yeah. Just believe in the word and keep in that strong faith. I'm, I'm encouraging you. I believe there's going to even be a transfer of blessing into the hands of God's people in the month of May. I'm believing for it. It's coming to us. It's coming to you in Jesus name. Set your faith. May. I, I prophesied last night, just as quickly as this thing blew in, it's blowing out. And yeah. people will try to act like it never happened. Yep. You watch and see. I've said that from the beginning. People will try to act like it never happened. They'll try. I mean, you watch news coverage of it will disappear. They'll focus on other things. They'll slam the president and everything else. But it's just as quickly as it blew in, it's blowing out in Jesus' name. And there's yep. a blessing coming into the That's hands right. of God's people. Don't and listen. we're going to rejoice. Right. Don't listen to the news media that it's coming back in the fall and it's going to be worse. Do what they did here. Stand in front of it and know. Praise your God now. Get your faith at an all-time level. Understand what the Word of God says about your, your situation. Get the blood on the doorpost of your home. Yep. And know that fall is going to be even mightier than your spring. Don't say the, the we're going to end the year at a law or end the year backwards. You can only go higher faith to faith, increase to increase. That's it. You've got to move up. There's no backwards in the word of God. Absolutely. There's nothing here, you know, like we must fall down so we can get back up. And people think like that. I know. People that's why think I like said that. it like that. We it's, must fall down so we can get I can get never back know up. Jesus is my healer unless I'm sick I'm first. I'm going to have to trip on that rock along the path and skin my knees. He can't be my provider unless I'm poor first. That is crap and wrong doctrine. See, I said it with a smile. It's garbage. So don't believe it. Un <laughs> Yesterday we used the jacked up, hashtag jacked up doctrine. There you go. Hashtag jacked. Because it's true. You don't need to fall down to get back up. You can stay up yep. and stay in battle ready mode mm -hmm. and not even have to fight. That's why it's important to know the word of God and why on May 2nd, we're teaching not only your kids, but we're also as adults jumping in to understand what the word of God says about every situation. There is a revelation for every situation. There is an instruction for every situation. There is obedience for every situation mm -hmm. and we can come out with the rewards of God. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. We want to pray for you because listen, we're building our faith. We're putting ourselves in yeah. position to hold the promises of God in our hands. We will hold testimonies in our hands in Jesus name. Absolutely. Our story will look and sound and feel different than everybody else. I refuse. We refuse to be defeated. We can't be. We cannot be. How can something that's far weaker than me, far lower than me, defeat me? We're seated in heavenly places, and so are you, far above all principalities and powers, and the power of God dwells in us. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. How? How could we be defeated? <laughs> Impossible. So we're going to pray. We want to pray for God's people. Father, in Jesus' name, right now we're praying for every person watching the broadcast. I take authority over a demonic spirit of fear that tries to keep people in a place where they're paralyzed and can't move forward. We thank you, Lord, that May is gonna be a month of miracles. We thank you that May Amen. is gonna be a month of answered prayer. We thank you it's gonna be a month of freedom. Yes. It's gonna be a month of blessing. We will shout, we will dance, we will rejoice through the month of May as your goodness knows no limitations. 
We thank you, Lord, for it, and we give you glory that every story that looked like it was coming, coming to an end, every story that looked like it was diminishing, it's turning around in the month of May in Jesus' mighty name, and we will lift up our voice, yes. and we will shout and give praise and thanks and sing and dance because of your goodness. We thank you that you're filling our mouth with laughter, Amen. filling our tongue with singing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We love you, Lord, and we give you praise. Amen. Amen. And we love it. We love to see God move. Why? It's proof that Jesus is alive. Yeah. You know, Christianity that has no manifestation might as well be any other religion. Might as well be Buddhism. Might as well be Islam. Might as well be Hinduism. Might as, be, might as well be some new age philosophy. Christianity with no manifestation might as well not be a religion at all. Because it's no, it's no different than any other dead religion if you don't see the manifestations of God. And Jesus knew that. And he pointed at his miracles as the proof he was the Messiah. And he's still performing them today. That's right. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Christianity has to look different. Has to. It has to. It can't be like everybody else because Jesus is alive. Because it's not like everybody else. That's exactly right. It can't be like everybody else because it's not like everybody else. Exactly right. We want to encourage you guys to stand and sow a seed by faith today. And of course, we are truly praying for him and we appreciate all of our partners and everybody that's standing with us. It actually, it, it's amazing because we've had, I mean, I, I think back to the beginning of when God called us into the ministry to start traveling and to just see in a, in a short period of time, all that God has done. We get, he gets all the praise for it and it has nothing to do with us. All we can do is obey his word and that's all. We obey him and he does every good thing. That's what James said. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from God. Yes. But you know what I thank God for? Every one of you that are watching. Because really, you are an answer to our prayers. God attached us to you and you to us. And it's like, I feel like it's family every time we log on. I see the names going up. People that are faithful to be on the broadcast. I appreciate it. We see you as family. We pray for you weekly. I have your names in our phone. And we, we pray by name for your family. And I enjoy getting your prayer requests and praying with you. And um, we really feel like God has connected you to us because he has. Yeah. And we appreciate it. it's an you. honor. I, I, that's one of my things I've looked back over the 10 years that God has entrusted us with you. Yeah. With your lives, that we can pray with you, that we get to speak into your lives. And it, it, it's an honor. And I hold it a privilege to work for the Lord Amen. to do what we've called to do and to stand with you. You know, you, even though you're maybe not out of all of our meetings or, you know what I mean, but, but you partnering with us is literally standing next to us yeah. while we preach the gospel. That's so right. So when you see these videos and you read the articles in the magazine and you see his travel and things like that, and and you've stood with us and partners and you've given to this ministry, you just think like, I'm, I'm really there. I'm really there too. And I'm going to reap. Yeah. I'm going to reap the benefit and the blessing for the souls that are being saved at that meeting, for the the, the miracles that are happening. Yeah. So you are a part of this just as much as us. I think of it this way, and I know you do too, but I want you guys to think of it this way. Our partners go with us wherever we go. Mm -hmm. Our partners go with us wherever we go because you've tied yourself to this ministry. You've done it by faith. You've done it by your prayers. You've done it by your giving. And God rewards you for that. He rewards you for that. And yet, yeah, not to mention the kids that are being fed, all of those things. You go with us wherever we go. And that's how we think of it. 
because that's how it is. God, you know, I was, we were teaching the other day on was Jesus poor and we dealt with the subject in Luke chapter eight and it's the same thing. God attached people to Jesus ministry that not only believed and prayed and sowed, but they went with him, the Bible says. And we understand that you may not be able to just leave your work and leave your home and go on the road, but you go with us because of your prayer. You go with us because of your sowing. And we thank you for that. We appreciate you. Absolutely. We thank God for sending you uh, into our lives and into this ministry. We love you very much. So for those of you, the Lord's speaking to you to sow a seed. That's one of the things I love is because there's never pressure. You know, I could never stand growing up. We'd be, Sometimes we'd drive through the South. Uh, my dad be headed to a meeting. We'd turn on Christian radio in the, in the South. You know, it's totally different. And you'd hear somebody on the radio, but we need you to send in an offering today. If you could just send in, we need to keep, we, if you'll keep us on the, on the air for another week, if you could just send in $10 offering and we need people to stand and we could be on the air another week. It's like, my God, I'll send you $20 to just go off the air. Because it's always pressure. It's always, if we yeah. don't meet the budget, we're going off the air. You know what I love about it? There's no pressure. You're not pressured. You're doing it out of the faith that's in your heart. There's never any pressure. But God does speak because the Holy Spirit has a plan to bless you. And so we want to say thank you. There's the information on the screen. For those of you that are sowing today, you can use hashtag donate as others have already done in the broadcast. Uh, Cash app, Venmo is available. PayPal is available. And of course, the easiest way to partner with us or to sow a one-time seed, miracleword.com. You can go there and click on the Give tab or the Partner tab to be a part of what we're doing. We love you guys. And of course, for everybody that sows $100 or more this month, we're sending you the book, The End by Dr. Mark Hitchcock. You'll be extremely blessed by that. 500 plus pages of answers to questions on um, Bible prophecy. And then of course, every person that is sowing $1,000. We just sent a whole uh, bunch of these out in the mail. Uh, for every person that's standing with us at $1,000 or more, we're giving you this um, as a gift, the Genuine Leather Life Application Study Bible and... But not only that, yep, your... The brand new book in the hardcover edition, yeah. special edition, uh, which has been ordered and is coming to us further, faster, hardcover with a dust jacket yeah. uh, made out to you personally. And thank you for everybody that's been patient to receive it. I know it's going to be worth it for those of you that have already gotten a paperback. But we're sending a limited edition hardcover out to all of our partners of $1,000 or more. We love you and we appreciate you. We'll be back tonight, 9 o'clock, uh, for the keys to never-ending victory sessions. They're all being logged on YouTube in a, in a playlist for you guys as well. And also on the podcast for you to go back and binge watch or binge listen. We love you guys so much. I love this Thanks beautiful for woman. joining us. Tomorrow, how to maximize your Bible study before we jump into May. We're going to go through the apps. I'm going to show you some things going to help you immensely. And so uh, we'll see you tonight at 9, tomorrow morning at uh, 1030, same time. Love you guys. Have a great afternoon. We'll talk to you soon.
Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.